As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, guys, time for some podcast reviews. This one's from Anmadmati. Lisa, I just adore your voice, your badass attitude, and the way you always show the audience that you are human too. I've been hearing your podcast since day one, and I love every new show and guest even more. Thank you for being the bridge to know all these amazing women and also to share your life experiences with us. I love how you make me feel if I was in your living room with all these amazing women. I've learned a lot, and it's definitely helping me to build into the woman and human I want to become. You are really one of my biggest inspirations, and thank you for showing me that everyone is capable to become a badass superwoman like you and your guests. P.S. I love the interview with Raddy Shetty. Thank you so much for that wonderful review. Did you know that women's menstrual cycles are now considered to be the fifth vital sign after pulse, temperature, breathing rate and blood pressure? Think about that for a second. That's how important we're discovering our periods to be. Yet a recent study showed that at least 30% of women, that's one out of three, still have irregular periods during their childbearing years and close to 80% of women have suffered from irregular hormone imbalance at some point in their lives. I mean, it's like us walking around with 105 fever and never seeking a cure. So if we are discovering that this is now women's fifth vital sign, shouldn't we be taking this more seriously? Shouldn't we be shining floodlights on the importance of our hormonal system? Now, growing up, my moods and periods were completely irregular, and so I was prescribed by reputable doctors to go on the pill. Take one pill a day and all will be fixed, he said. Take one pill a day, simple. And so I did. And it actually worked until my period stopped altogether. But the doctor continued to tell me not to worry. As long as I was still taking the pill, having a period doesn't matter. But when my gut health issues began and I stopped taking it, well, my periods didn't return. Concerned, I immediately booked a gynecologist appointment to figure out why. The conclusion, I was told I had PCOS, but they told me, hey, it wasn't a big deal because I didn't want kids. There was no need to be concerned or worried that I didn't have a period. I didn't need my eggs, so it was all good. Say what? I'm not even a doctor and that just seemed like the worst advice ever. I was having mood swings, brain fog, low energy, and I was tired all the time. But sure, my hormones have nothing to do with that, right? So you can imagine my utter freaking excitement about today's Women of Impact. Author of In The Flow, today's guest debunks myths we have been taught our entire lives. That cramps are normal, PMS is normal, mood swings are normal. She also shatters our belief that we should optimize our life to a 24-hour circadian rhythm, but rather a 28-day infradian rhythm, showing us how to leverage our hormonal cycle by tapping into the strengths at certain times of the month. So we know what day to best ask for that promotion, the best time we should do yoga or cardio, when to be introspective and gentle with ourselves, and when we should lean into our inner badass. So guys, please help me in welcoming the woman that is showing us all that we don't have to be hormonal victims, but instead use our hormones as a way to tap into our superpowers. The biohacking pioneer herself, Elisa Vitti. Welcome to the show, girl. Well, thank you for having me, and thank you for really like framing the problem so well. Your book is mind-blowing, <laughs> and so even for people at home right now, it's like, oh, I don't really want to hear about periods or hormones. Like, They've got to like get that out of their head because what you have laid out in the book is so incredible that how we can use our periods, our menstrual cycles to, as a massive strength and where we fall short. So where I want to start this interview is let's start debunking the myths 
And if we start there, then we can kind of go down that rabbit hole. Well, for me, you know, the reason why I wrote this book after Woman Code was because I was really wanting to answer the question, why are women getting sicker and sicker, right? Over 50% of women now are suffering from hormonal issues, autoimmune issues. Most women you talk to in your circle of friends or colleagues, everybody feels stressed, burnt out, overwhelmed. And yet, if we look at the past decade at least, we have a sort of a geometric growth in content around wellness, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, everybody's putting out articles about hormones and what to eat. So I wanted to understand why. Why is this happening? If everybody has the information about endocrine disruptors, why are we still struggling with these issues? So in my research, um, I discovered two things. The first thing that I discovered was the fact that women in their reproductive years are actively left out of medical, fitness, and nutrition research. This is important because everything that you're reading about, intermittent fasting, keto, high-intensity interval training, whatever, all the biohacking stuff, all that research is being done on men and postmenopausal women. It's leaving you out, but you're being told that you should try it. Mm -hmm. And what I've been seeing is that women are trying it and they're not either at best, not getting results, or at worst, they're hurting themselves. Interesting. So that was the first thing that I sort of looked at. The second thing that I found was that we have this second biological clock, a second biological rhythm that we in our reproductive years only have. Everybody has a circadian rhythm. We all know what that is. If you're wearing blue light blocking glasses right now watching this episode, <laughs> you are obviously on top of managing your circadian rhythm. But in your reproductive years, you have this second biological rhythm that is equally, if not more important for you to take care of than your circadian rhythm. And it's called the infradian rhythm, which nobody has heard of before. Okay. And this infradian rhythm is so, so exciting because it's the answer to why we're all feeling off. Fundamentally, the issue is that we're all living, eating, and exercising in ways that disrupt are in Freudian rhythm. Mm. And this is why everybody's feeling burnt out and overwhelmed. This is why you might be still struggling with weight even though you're just doing it all the time at the gym. Um, this is why you might feel like your energy's not where you want it to be. This is why you feel like you're not getting where you want to be in life. You're living, eating, and exercising in a way that disrupts this infradian rhythm. And this infradian rhythm impacts six key systems of your body. Right, let's break down those six. The brain, the metabolism, the immune system, the microbiome, the stress response system, and the reproductive system. So yes, we experience the infradian rhythm over the course of our menstrual cycle, but it is so much bigger. It's, it's about so much more than just your period. Right. The period being the fifth sign of health, right, um, is sort of the, the end of the, sort of like the punctuation at this end of the sentence, right? It's like, how did that sentence go? But you have all these other systems of the body that are gonna be disrupted along the way. And there's an elegant solution that I created that I outlined in this book called the cycle syncing method, which introduces us to this new way that we as women in our reproductive years with an active infradian rhythm must eat, exercise, and live so that we are not disrupting our infradian rhythm, but supporting it. And then we start to thrive in all these systems of the body and in every aspect of our lives. And that's what I love. Doesn't matter what you're going after, yeah. to understand ourselves, then we can optimize it to however we like. So for me, it would be not being as tired as much because I want to keep working right. on my business. For somebody else, it may, hey, I just want to have energy so I could look after my kids because now they're getting older, they're running around. So. I come from, I want to understand it first, and then I want to actually know what to do about it. Good. So explain the circadian rhythm and why that's great for men. Um, and then if you can break down the infradian rhythm um, and why that's actually good for us. So the circadian rhythm, you know, we experience that in the course of a day. Um, and it affects different systems of the body in terms of blood pressure and heart rate and, uh, you know, stamina and all of these things. And there was a very powerful study done on nurses in the Boston area 20, 30 years ago. It's called the Nurses Study that really opened our eyes to how critical it is to take care of our circadian rhythm. These women were working the night shift. I literally was about to say, but yeah. Yes. And so, you know, they ended up really understanding that mm -hmm. when you disrupt the circadian rhythm, you cause 
in health issues in the short term, but also you increase the risk for big diseases of inflammation in the long term, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, dementia. So it's really important to take care of it. So children, women of all ages, men, and everyone else, older people, we all are affected by the circadian rhythm. Yeah, I just want to emphasize what you just said. That's so powerful that literally by changing when you sleep can cause cancer diabetes like stuff like that is so like important so now understanding and hearing when you're saying but there's a 28 day rhythm so and here's the funny thing the male hormonal pattern yeah. follows the circadian rhythm right so for example men make all their testosterone while they're sleeping they wake up full of energy and they're ready to go and they organize their entire day corporate culture social time around what is optimal for their biological pattern. And I'm simply suggesting that we do the same. That's what's so incredible, that we, to think and to be enlightened, that I have potentially been living my life in the rhythm of what a man should be doing. And I don't blame the men, no. like it's, but to have enlightened like this is so powerful. So it's time. I think it's time. It's, time. it's just time, right? We're, we're equal. We're all powerful. We're all wonderful. And we're different. Mm -hmm. And we, re we require different self-care. Okay, so let's go deep into that now. Talk to me about the 28-day, the self-care needed, the benefits. So the infradian rhythm, again, it, it does so many different things across your cycle. It changes your brain chemistry by 25% over the course of the month. That's really powerful. We're going to revisit that when we start talking about the productivity hacking that you can do. Okay. Um, your metabolism is different, okay? So this is the fundamentals of the cycle syncing method. You're changing what you eat when and what, how you work out when. And so we base that a lot on the metabolic system and it's being impacted by the infradian rhythm and the stress response system. So your metabolism, when we come to food, is slower in the first half. And I call the first half your follicular phase and your ovulatory phase. So the phase right after your bleed is done leading up to ovulation. This okay. is the first half. Second half of the cycle is the luteal phase and the menstrual phase. But in the first half of your cycle, the, the metabolism is slower, which means you can and should eat fewer calories. You can do a little bit more intermittent fasting at this time. We're going to talk about that very specifically. Um, and you can do more raw foods at this time. Do we know why that happens at the first half of your... This cycle? is just one of the effects of the infradian rhythm is to conserve energy. So women, right. because of the fact that we 3D print tiny human beings, <laughs> you know, no big deal, like no problem, amazing. nothing major. <laughs> We, nature imbued us with an extremely efficient metabolism when it comes to nutrient conservation. Okay. And so the second half of the cycle is a, requires a huge energy output. Mm -hmm. So we need more calories. The metabolism speeds up in the second half, in the luteal and the menstrual phase, so that you can do all the activity of you know, thickening the lining of your uterus, if there is conception, going through that whole process, making all of these extra hormones in the luteal phase, you have a huge surge of the output of progesterone and estrogen, there's a lot to do. Mm. So you need more calories, right, to do it. Precisely 237 more calories per day. That's very bloody precise. Very precise. So that's the thing, we think, the problem is that we've been told this mythology that women's metabolisms are slower which is not true, mm. it, they are just dynamic. Men's metabolisms are static. They're the same every day. Interesting, okay. And that's why they should eat the same way every day. We should not. Okay, Okay, because it. we have a changing dynamic metabolism. So, in the first half you can eat less. In the second half you have to eat more, but you have to eat the right kinds of calories. Slow burning calories, because with a faster metabolism, you run a greater risk of having insulin imbalances, glucose spiking, mm. you want to use, you know, slow sustaining carbohydrates, um, things like sweet root vegetables and, uh, you know, brown rice and things like that. So not like going for the Hershey's job. That only happens <laughs> when you don't give yourself enough calories. Okay. That whole oh. rhetoric and mythology around PMS being, you know, an inevitability is not based on good science. 
you only have PMS when you don't eat enough of the right foods to help you metabolize estrogen efficiently and produce enough progesterone so that you have the appropriate ratio of estrogen to progesterone so that you have no symptoms, wow. which is how you are designed to function. Mm -hmm. Symptom-free, cramp-free, cramps. Here's another piece of mythology. Yeah. This whole mythology around you're supposed to be in pain, it is a curse to be hormonal. First, let me just set the record straight. Everyone is hormonal. Men, women, children, old people, young people. Without hormones, you're dead. Mm. So um, here we are. You have this cramp thing. If nature designed you to be in pain, if nature really was trying to curse women with the short end of the biological stick, you have these three prostaglandins that control uterine activity. Contraction and relaxation is the main activity of the uterus, right? Mm -hmm. you have, if nature designed us to be in pain, we'd have, of the three, we'd have two that would control uterine contraction. Mm. And we'd have only one that would control uterine relaxation. But of course, it is the opposite. Mm. It is the opposite. We have two PGEs, prostaglandins, that control uterine relaxation and only one that is, that is governing uterine contraction. So you're literally sandwiched. So how is it that so many women having cramps? Because they're eating the wrong essential fatty acids. They're having too many of the wrong omega-6s in canola oil and other processed oils that are making more of the prostaglandin that creates uterine contraction. Change what you're eating, change your experience of your biology. But so back to the luteal phase, back to the, what we're eating in the luteal menstrual phase, you're going to be eating more calories, more slower, sustainable carbs, and you're gonna have sustained energy, right? You're not gonna fall off the cliff of PMS anymore mm. and feel like, oh, it's a throwaway two weeks of feeling miserable and brain foggy and all the symptoms and bloated and fatigued and moody. If that's happening, you're having a hormonal imbalance, you've got to take control of that issue so that it doesn't spiral out because garden variety PMS left untreated in your reproductive years leads to, in your postmenopausal years, an increase in the risk of the four big diseases of inflammation, diabetes, wow. heart disease, cancer, and dementia. So this whole thing that we culturally joke about in our narrative about, oh, PMS, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just PMSing. Mm. Anytime your girlfriend says that to you, you gotta grab her by the shoulders and say, oh my goodness, you have a serious health issue. What are you doing about it? Mm. PMS is not normal. It's common, but it's not healthy, and you can do something about that. That's amazing. I'm definitely going to use that next time. Um, so what about somebody, so myself, I haven't had a period in over a decade now. Yeah. Um, still working to get it back. Does the rhythm and the, um, that you were describing still occur even if you're not actually having the bleeding? Well, it depends, and I really dive deep in the book to help women understand, is the infradian rhythm active? It sometimes is, it sometimes isn't. Oh, interesting. So it may just not be active So at all. for example, for me, when my PCOS was, you know, in full swing, my infradian rhythm was not functioning, right? Mm. It was disrupted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one of the side effects of having untreated hormonal issues is that your infradian rhythm can get so disrupted that it's not functioning properly. Mm -hmm. Just like with a circadian rhythm, right? If people right. don't sleep when they're supposed to, right, then they have insomnia, right? After a period of time of disrupting your sleep patterns and you can't fall asleep at the right mm -hmm. time, your circadian rhythm has become disrupted and that starts to affect all these other systems of the body. The same parallel can be drawn here too. I go into great detail in section one of the book to really take you on a tour of the majestic, powerful nature of your biology from brain to ovaries. It's remarkable. I mean, just the fact that the female brain is more complex requires us to have to sleep 20 minutes more a night to clean it, to go through all the processes that it needs to do to set itself up for success the next day. We extract more nutrients from our food. We conserve energy longer. And again, this is why biohacking is so popular among guys, because every day at three o'clock they fall off the cliff. Every day. What do you mean by that? So while they're sleeping from, mm -hmm. let's say, if they, ideally 10 p.m. to five or 6 a.m., they make all the testosterone they're gonna make for the next day. Right. This is critical, as this gives them a lot of their fuel. Then they wake up with their maximum concentration of cortisol. So you wake up 
and the earlier you wake up, the better if you have testicles, right? So you wake up as early as possible, 5 or 6 a.m., do your power morning, do your high-intensity interval Is training. Is that typically why men wake up with hard Oh, the morning, morning wood. Yeah. Yes, that is a healthy man should wake up with that because that's a good sign of testosterone production from the night before okay. and energy. He just may not channel it into sex in the morning, sure. but he will channel it into a, a powerful workout and mm. setting himself up for success in the day. And this is why the power morning routine, whatever, whatever you want to call it, that early morning routine, doing that the same way every day. Mm -hmm. Again, if you are male, if you identify as male, this is important for you to do because this is when you have the most concentration of that circulating in your brain and also throughout all your body, your muscle, etc. You're going to make the most muscle gain, you're going to be clear-headed, and then around 3 o'clock as concentrations of testosterone and cortisol begin to downshift, downregulate, this is when men are basically done for the day. Mm -hmm. Whether they like it or not, this is biologically when they're done for the day, which is why they you like to use things like nootropic and different caffeine, you know, modifying modified caffeine and all of these things and supplements because they want to extend their energy as much as they can, obviously because now we live in, an, in a society that has electricity and we can we have to work past three o'clock, you know, past, <laughs> sun, past dusk, right? Um, and so it's it's exciting for them to be able to do that. Uh, but this is also why corporate culture is set up for that early morning power meeting and happy hour around four o'clock because mm. this is what is optimized for male biological rhythms. And this is also why women struggle in corporate culture so often because they this really bumps into their infradian cycle. Oh, now you're talking my language. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so one of the things that like really, I, I struggled with this so much myself. I, I, I've always been a nerd and I've always been an eager, ambitious young woman. So I remember thinking to myself, gee, okay, if I can figure out time management, if I can figure out how to organize my time, I can get more done, I can be more successful, that's the promise, right? right. And the, the rhetoric everywhere you look, from Franklin Covey to Tony Robbins to everybody who's trying to give us good advice, is do the same things at the same time every day, stick to your commitments, mm -hmm. get up early, take that morning walk, do that thing, you know? And I would do it for a couple of weeks. This is before I understood that I was being impacted by infradian rhythm. And you know, halfway through the month, I would just feel like, God, I hate this. Mm. I can't stick with this. And then I would internalize that as self-criticism. Something's wrong with me. I'm lazy. I can't stick to things. And I, I notice parallels now that this is the same inner self-criticism that women internalize when they fail on a diet. Mm -hmm. or fail with a fitness program because they think, gee, everybody said if I just did high-intensity interval training every day, then I'd lose weight. Or if I ate the same diet every day that I'd get the results I want with my energy or my mood or my weight, and I can't stick with it, so something's wrong with me. Or, gee, the pill's not, I don't feel good, so it must be me, right? It's the mm. same conditioning, but it's not because there's some special deficiency in women that we just haven't figured out yet or women haven't been able to overcome with discipline. Why? Absolutely not. It is the fact mm. that we are using a system that is not based on our, on our biology, whether that be for your morning routine or your work day or your workouts or your food. Period. Pun intended. <laughs> wow, that's so powerful because when we, you're right about the mind telling us we're lazy, I can't believe I can't stick to it, why am I weak compared to my partner or anything like, all this internal dialogue and how we beat ourselves up, like that alone, you've just like blown my mind. I, I would love it, you know, as someone who's coached women one-on-one, -on -one, mm. so much of our life force energy, our creative life force energy is being... Uh, diverted into this inner critical conversation that does not need to exist once we plug in the correct information about our bio biochemistry and our mm -hmm. biological rhythm, which is that you're not meant to be the same day in and day out. Stop squeezing your round peg into a square hole. It doesn't fit, it doesn't feel good, and you're going to make yourself crazy, as we all have already. Yeah. And time's up on that conversation, in my opinion. We need to just release this unnecessary stress that we're causing ourselves by thinking that something's wrong with us when everything is right with you. You just have to do the things that support your biology. Again, let's take a lesson from our 
male allies, right? They know how, to, whether it's they're conscious about it or not, culture um, has helped them support their biological rhythm, mm. and it's really helping them thrive physically and in other areas of their lives. And we need to do the same, but just based on our biological rhythm. That's amazing. All right, so let's start with some more, well, let's go with some biohacking stuff. So I love that you said um, calories, for instance, eating less um, the first half and the second half, eating more calorie-dense foods. In the second um, half. In the yep. second mm -hmm. half. Fitness. Um, fitness. In the first half, your cortisol levels are lower at rest, so you can safely do cardio and high-intensity interval training. In the first half. In the follicular and the ovulatory phase. Research has shown that if you do that same uh, high-intensity interval training, once you cross over to the luteal phase, guess what happens? It's shocking. You turn on fat storage. What? Turn on fat storage and you turn on muscle wasting. This is in the second half. In the second half, if you do high intensity interval training, if you try oh. to be the same, if you try to extend the same workouts and, the sa and you're restricting calories will even amplify that effect. How I came across this was years ago, the trend was for women to get fit was to train for a triathlon. I don't know if you remember this, but it was like the big thing to do. And women would come to me after training for months and going and doing the meet, and they would have put on 20 pounds, and they wanted to know why. Mm. How is it humanly possible mm. that they restricted calories, they ran miles a day, swam miles a day, biked miles a day, and they put on 20 pounds? And the answer is simply that, that if you do the same intensity of, of cardio and high-intensity interval training every single day throughout your cycle, you will gain weight and lose lean muscle. This is such an important piece of understanding that the U.S. women's soccer team trains their female athletes based on their infradian. Do rhythm. they really? Yes, Oh they my God, do. that's amazing. I had no idea. So in the second half of your cycle, cortisol is higher naturally at rest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that means that if you do more than 30 minutes of any sort of workout and that it's too cardiovascular in nature, you're going to burn through your cortisol reserve and then create a demand for more, which then talks to your fat cells to release sugar to use for the bloodstream and the muscle and the brain and the heart. But then because you have more need for calories and you have to then to get more cortisol to be made, you have to steal it from pregnenolone, which is this mother hormone that makes hormones. Now you're going to be decreasing progesterone. You're going to be messing up your cycle, mm -hmm. disrupting your blood sugar levels impacting cortisol levels and all of this combined has the net effect of causing you to store more fat on the body and making it harder for you to have a healthy cycle long term. And is that sometimes then why we find low energy because we're doing it all wrong yeah. and we're messing it up? If you're restricting calories in the second half and doing high intensity interval training, you are going to feel crashed out. Right. And that may take you days to recover depending on how sensitive you are from a blood sugar point of view. Um, and I also want to backtrack and just for the set the record straight yeah, with please. intermittent fasting and keto because I dropped it earlier. So we all know the research is in intermittent fasting has all these wonderful anti-aging benefits and protects the cells and protects the brain and improves insulin sensitivity and has wonderful, wonderful benefits for people. Mm -hmm. Same thing for keto, etc. But the little bit of research that has included women with an active infradian rhythm has found that these diets do the exact and extreme opposite. This is going to worsen insulin sensitivity. Interesting. It's going to increase brain fog. It's going to disrupt your thyroid, right? T3 especially. Mm -hmm. And it's going to shrink your ovaries. Not good. Not yeah. good business. So how do I, I'm kind of going off in a little bit of a tangent right now, but how do you know what to then listen to? Because for your body, your biology, mm. right? If you have an active infradian rhythm, you've got to eat the foods that work for that. And again, this is going to be a bit of, even though it makes sense, mm -hmm. you're so, I mean, just think of like the whole like long history of the diet culture. It's like, don't eat much. And work out harder, <laughs> long and short of it, sure, you sure. know, in different flavors of that. Mm -hmm. It isn't so much about the what anymore as the when. Mm. That's got to be mm. the shift that we make. Not what's the right diet, what's the right food, what's the best workout. Throw that out. 
That only works if you have a male hormonal pattern because then it is what do you do each and every day because it has to be the same. If you're a female and you have an active infradian rhythm, it's not so much what as it is when. Mm. Big, big shift. Wow. Okay, so we've covered fitness and Food. diet. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, what other things can I look out for in my 28-day cycle that I can um, do and change to optimize my energy? And well, once you take care of your self-care, now it's time to have fun and take this into other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So this is like work, sex and relationships, right. motherhood, and of course the time management piece. So your brain chemistry, like I mentioned, changes over the course of the month by up to 25%. Plus, we know that these changing hormonal ratios, the concentrations of estrogen and progesterone, et cetera, stimulate specific regions of the brain. Mm -hmm. So for the record, you can do anything you want, anytime. Studies have concluded that women are fully mentally capable at all times, which is an important thing to say, unfortunately, because there's still some of this mythology out there that because we're hormonal, we're less capable leaders. I go into great detail as to why that's actually not the case at all. Our brains are wired for leadership in many powerful ways. But we also have this added advantage, right, where you have this extra hormonal stimulation giving you extra superpowers each week. So you can choose to use them or not, like any superhero, oh, right? It's just like my language girl. <laughs> right? So like any superhero, you can choose to use them or not. But why wouldn't you use them, right? If the things are naturally coming to you more easily and you choose to work on those things at that time, what's it going to have as an effect on your body system as a whole? It's going to decrease your stress and increase your productivity. Mm. So um, I wanted to personify these phases so women could kind of easily and more emotionally connect to these mm -hmm. phases. It all sounds very technical. Your so you follicular phase, your infradian rhythm, <laughs> oh, you know. You know. Um, so think of it as your power cycle, P-O-W-R, power cycle. Your four phases of the cycle, the follicular is the P for prepare. The ovulation phase is O for open up. The luteal phase is the W for work and the menstrual phases are for rest. And why is this? Because these different hormonal ratios change your brain's preferences. So in the prepare phase of the power cycle, your brain is being stimulated in ways around initiation, okay. getting things started, brainstorming, trying new things. It's like really into the new, 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 and being very um, forward looking. What do I wanna do this whole month? What do I want? Then in the ovulatory phase, this, the estrogen spike stimulates the verbal and social centers of your brain maximally. The most stimulation they will receive the entire month happens during ovulation. So if you can time anything that would require you to use your verbal and social powers for the, for the most benefit to your work or your life, mm. schedule it for then. So socialize, network, things like Give that. Give a presentation, mm -hmm. do a talk negotiate, go on a first date. I mean, the applications are endless, right? Okay. And to front load that then because it's gonna give you energy doing those things at this time. It's not gonna drain your energy. What if you're an extrovert? What if you're an introvert? Won't matter. This is the time when it, that is, is sort of leveled out, right? Because anyone, whether they're an introvert or an extrovert, is going to get energy from doing things that are oriented around what is happening in their brain, which is inter being interested in doing social things and communicating, mm -hmm. right? So do that. Do that then. Do it when it's good for you. Yeah. In the luteal phase, now we have the introduction of progesterone, which is probably one of my favorite hormones. <laughs> it relaxes us and it has our brains be very interested in getting things done. The luteal phase is the longest phase of the cycle, 10 to 14 days, depending on the length of your cycle. And for the record, your cycle does not need to be 28 days. Mm. It can range from 26 to 32 days. That's a normal range. Anything shorter than that or longer than that would we would consider imbalanced and we'd wanna see it come back within that normal range. Okay. Anyway, in the luteal phase, the longest phase, nature gives you this hormonal ratio, this brain stimulation so that you can be maximally productive and get lots done every single month. So you come up with all these new ideas for things you wanna do in the follicular phase, you talk about them, you present them, you make them you know, out in the world, in the public eye or knowledge, and then you 
do your deep work and you get it done and you cross things off your to-do list and it feels really good. You don't feel like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm procrastinating. There will be no procrastinating. They'll just be like motoring through it. Then in the menstrual phase, when you're bleeding, you have this really amazing thing. Women do have a larger region of the brain that controls intuition anyway, mm -hmm. but during the menstrual phase, the right and left hemispheres of your brain communicate the most across the corpus callosum, the bundle of nerve fibers that connect the two hemispheres, which means you are primed to evaluate the, everything. Mm -hmm. Your performance of a team member, a coworker, your finances, um, your relationship, your life, how you feel about a situation, this is the time where you are going to know between it integrating both the facts about a situation and your emotions about that situation, what the truth is for you and what the right next steps should be. Why does nature do that during that time then, do you think? I think it's just because you're not as socially outwardly or oriented mm. and so nature wants to give you a perfect balance mm. a perfect balance of starting and finishing in the follicular and the luteal a perfect balance of concerning yourself with others and concerning yourself with yourself in the ovulatory and the menstrual mm. you're designed in such an elegant and sophisticated way so that you are left at the end of every infradian rhythm with more energy in your mm. bank account. And if we do all of what you just said at the wrong time, the take it, it's like all out of whack. No, if let's say, you know, I'm in my luteal phase. Is this the optimal time for me to be doing a media tour? Mm. Some would say, well, no, because your verbal and social centers aren't stimulated. So two things. This is actually, and this actually speaks nicely to this other piece that I wanted to share. I get a lot of energy personally out of teaching and speaking. So for me, whenever I do that throughout the cycle, it gives me energy. Mm. Everybody has something like that. Your zone of genius that always fuels your energy bank account, right? Never feels draining to do. So that's certainly my thing. But regardless, you have to do things to um, nurture yourself in extra ways to offset some of the things that you might be doing out of phase with your cycle. And that just goes back to good old mm. self-care. So I might take some extra supplements. Mm. I might get extra sleep. I might go and get an extra piece of body work to support my nervous system, those types of things. You can, like I said, you can do anything that you want. It's not about managing how much time you have in the day and how much you can squeeze in whenever life demands, but it's about managing your energy. And you manage your energy by taking care of your infradian rhythm, mm -hmm. right? So... The other thing that I wanted to come up with for myself, you know, we were talking about those power mornings and how I couldn't stick with them. The other thing I couldn't do was stick with any of these time management systems. I, tr I have tried everything. I don't know about you. You pick a journal, you pick a bullet journal, whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't care the names. You, women feel like failures when they make a plan and they can't stick with it. Mm. And again, it's because we don't have a time management system that actually incorporates our infradian rhythm. So I built one for us. It's in chapter six of this book. It's the world's first planner time management system that incorporates the circadian and the infradian rhythm wow. and helps you learn what to do to compensate when you're doing something that let's is say out of sync with that phase mm -hmm. because you have a deadline that's not in your control, which happens all the time. You know, somebody wants an article from me. I don't feel like writing it. It's a little bit of a drain on my system. I know what to do to biohack my way back into the flow, right? Mm. That's what biohacking as a woman looks like. Right. But it's not about compensating for, um, you know, falling off that energy cliff every day. It's about making sure that you don't continuously drain your energy, mm -hmm. but instead really continuously put energy into your energy bank. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I worry that if people then try to keep to this and they don't, that they end up getting more stressed because they're like, oh, well, I know that I should be going to this, um, you know, this no. type of... You could do anything at any time. What you have to do is start having that listening and response mm. relationship with your okay. body, right? And then start to do some experiments. Like, okay, I'm going to just change my workouts according to where I am in the infradian cycle. Mm. I'm going to do the cycle syncing method, but just for my exercise. This is a place where a lot of women like to start. They either like to start with the food or the fitness. And then they're like, wow, I feel so different and better. 
I want to do more. Then take on the food piece. Then you can start to get more sophisticated with your time management. Mm. It becomes like second nature. It's not as complicated as it sounds. This is based on my experience of 20 years of coaching women one-on-one. And this is my own lived experience as well. The psychological byproduct of trying to be the same every day as a woman is that we feel like we have to be perfect. Mm. Same equals perfect, right? Mm. And dynamic is bad. And we criticize ourselves for wanting to be changing and we, and we strive for this idea of perfection. And that manifests in weird ways when we try to take on something new. We're like, oh, well, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. This is going to heal you of that. <laughs> okay. Right? This is going to heal you of that because you do not have to do this all the time. You do not have to do it perfectly. In fact, I just say start with one of the aspects of it. And with the food, just do 50%. Right? You'll, you'll build up to do more. You're mm-hmm. going to want to do more. But you're going to get results from doing it badly. And you're going to be healed of this perfectionist byproduct of thinking that you're supposed to be the same every day. This also has a healing in other ways too, if you're a procrastinator as well, which is what, what was my way of you know, dealing with perfectionism, was like, well, if I can't do it the way I want to, then I'm going to wait to do it. A lot of women wait to start new things mm-hmm. because they think they have to be perfect at it. Well, I mean, I'm sure even with this, people will wait to do it because they want to be perfect at this. Don't wait. Start in any phase that you're in. In fact, if you go to the um, In The Flow book website, intheflowbook.com, there's an amazing quick start guide that gives you just the tiniest little bits to try over the course of four weeks in the categories of food, fitness, and work. And if you just start with that, you know, you're going to see these enormous results and you're mm-hmm. going to see how easy it is to just make this simple change to change while you're changing. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's just addictive to, to be living in sync with yourself. It's, if it feels really good because your body is like <sighs> relaxing, the stress levels are going down, you're feeling excited about the things that you're actually working on at the time you decide to work on them. And this is just your self-management. Once you have your infradian rhythm supported, then we can start to have fun and get better results at our work in sex and relationships and to make motherhood more sustainable. Mm. I mean, let's just talk about sex for a minute. Did you know 60% of women are sexually unsatisfied? Interesting. And of course, I look at everything through the lens of the infradian rhythm. It makes total sense. If you don't know what your predictable changes are, mm. then for you, sexual pleasure is going to feel very hit or miss. You are literally going to have a conversation with yourself like, gee, I wonder why last time it was like fireworks mm. and this time I think something's wrong with my libido. A lot of women have come to me over the years thinking that something was wrong with their libido, that they had libido issues when in fact they just didn't know where they were and how to change things across their radian cycle. And then once they did, they could maximize their orgasmic potential and their pleasure in general. For example, there are dry phases of the cycle and wet phases of the cycle. Yeah, I heard. Let's let's talk about this. So there are times of the month, depending on which phase you're in, that you are not producing as much vaginal lubrication. And there are other times where you produce a lot. If you don't know just that one fact... I have no idea. Right? If you don't just know that, then every time you have intercourse, right with a device, a toy, a partner, however it's happening, there's going to be unnecessary friction and pain and no pleasure, right, on the times where you're dry. And you might also think, gee, what's wrong with me that I'm not wet Mm -hmm. right away? But you're never going to be wet right away in those phases. Interesting. That's really powerful to know that, right? Because then it's like, okay, this is the dry phase. Get the lube. So there's, I break down the different stages of sexual response. We should know what these are because we all rush to climax and we miss out on the massive health benefits of the orgasmic plateau, mm-hmm. which helps balance your hormones and supports the infradian rhythm and makes you smarter and more beautiful and age slower and all of these things, right? If you rush to climax, first of all, the party's over. And second of all, you're missing out on these health benefits. But in different parts of your cycle, you need more clitoral stimulation to achieve the orgasmic plateau and climax. Mm. And in other parts of the cycle, you need less to achieve orgasmic plateau and climax. Don't you think knowing that would be really helpful, Mm -hmm. right? So this is your birthright to have this information. It's in chapter 
eight. Amazing. And what I love about that specifically, I mean, look, apart from it's always great to have amazing sex, um, but beyond that, I find that as a woman, when I've had sex, uh, painful sex in the past, and when I do, it really does then have a knock-on effect to how I feel about myself. Yes. And how I am around my husband. That's right. Um, and so that and again, is, we internalize it as inner criticism. Correct. And I think that is another reason why it's so powerful is how, um, you know, and I've spoken in the past about owning our sexuality and really leaning into it really does, at least for me, um, give me an internal strength and confidence that then exudes into everything else that I do. And so hearing what you're saying about the timing, about understanding ourselves really does. And I really believe this, it will have an impact on me in every aspect of my life, apart from... You bet your ovaries, sister. <laughs> and don't you think that this information is something that your partner, a male partner or yes. a female partner would really want to know? Yes. Because it isn't just about you making sure you're knowing where you are, but also empowering your partner to give you what you need and to be able to be precise. A lot of women feel uncomfortable asking for what they want in bed. Mm. And I think it's because we lack the information we need to be able to describe what we need mm. properly, right? She's like, well, I need more. More what, right? Whatever that is, you're not even sure of it yourself because we haven't been given a proper education. That's so powerful. And it can have applications also in your relationship, right? Just the out-of-the-bedroom relationships, right. meaning um, there are certain times of the cycle where you're more interested in socializing, right, during ovulation. Wouldn't it be nice if your partner could say, hey, let's go, on a on, let's go out with our friends this week, mm -hmm. as opposed to suggesting that and making you feel pressured to do it when you're menstruating, when that would be the last thing you would want to do, right? Again... And this is something, I put this in uh, the app, the MyFlow app. So there's something called PartnerSync. You can make your partner psychic. So you drop, in, you drop in their email address and then they get a hormonal dossier of where you are in the infrating rhythm each phase. And it gives them suggestions of like how to optimize, you know, what to suggest for dates that week and also to how to optimize your pleasure. So you're wow. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we have really touched the surface of your book. So where can people go and find the book and then your website and um, really dive deep into your stuff? So you can buy, find the book wherever books are sold, but you can get all the free gifts if you go to intheflowbook.com. And that's, of course, flow without a W. Yeah. And uh, you can download the app at myflowtracker.com, which is going to help you know exactly where you are. And it's the only app that teaches you how to use the cycle syncing method. So it gives you those reminders of what to eat and which workouts to do and what to do with your relationship and all those other things. So you don't have to be a nerd like me and remember it all. Um, and uh, if you're having any hormonal issues, you know, you can come to us at flowliving.com and you can follow us on Instagram at both flowliving and alisa.vd uh, for my personal account, but flowliving is where we have all the fun too. Nice. And yeah. what is your superpower? What is my superpower? <laughs> Probably thinking about the world through the lens of the infradian rhythm <laughs> and how women can really be, um, you know, taking better care of themselves. I want to borrow those glasses, girl. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, seriously, go buy the book. There's so much amazing information. Go buy it. Dive deep. Dive deep into this woman's world. And if you're not following me, follow me at Lisa Billu. If you're not subscribed to this channel, guys, click that subscribe button down there. And until next time, be the hero of your own life. Working to be confident and freaking badass can be very difficult. Now, I get it, guys. I get it. Kicking ass and taking names takes energy. But when it comes to micronutrients, you're like, wait, how much vitamin B do I need? It can be a daily freaking struggle to figure out and meet that perfect nutrition balance that you need to feel strong, focused and energized, which, of course, are all the things you need to become a freaking confident badass. So it's time to arm your body with every nutrient it absolutely deserves with AG1. Now, if you're a long-time listener, you might know that I've actually been supporting AG1 for many years now. And that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So if you want to take ownership of your life, that actually means you have to take ownership over your health. And it all starts, guys, with AG1. So guys, go and try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and 
five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go now to drinkag1.com slash Lisa. That's drinkag1.com slash Lisa. Go check it out. This is a little embarrassing, but I'm just going to admit it because I think you can relate. I used to feel bloated and lethargic and uncomfortable after every meal that I ate. And at the time, guys, I just dismissed it as, oh, this this is just me. It's a normal part of my life. But guys, that was before I knew anything about gut health and the microbiome imbalance. I mean, did you know an imbalance in your gut microbiome can trigger immune responses inside your body that can cause issues with your weight, skin, energy levels, sleep, quality, and even your mental health? Yes, let me repeat it, guys. Your gut microbiome can trigger an immune response that can affect your weight, your skin, your energy levels, your sleep quality, and your mental health. My gut issues were so damn miserable. And all the while, I was thinking there was nothing that I could do about it until I actually started to understand the microbiome and how the body reacts to the things that we eat. And the results were freaking life-changing. Now, this was over seven years ago. And so understanding the microbiome now compared to then is literally a night and day. And now today's technology is accessible more than ever. At-home testing has even become an option thanks to this episode's sponsor, Viome. Viome is an at-home testing company, guys, that analyzes the unique bacteria in your gut using cutting-edge technology. And based on your results, they provide personalized recommendations to improve your gut health, including pre- and probiotic supplements literally formulated to support and improve your microbiome. This is so freaking cool, guys. Viome will tell you what foods are good and bad for your biome. And not only that, they'll tell you why. So go to tryviome.com slash Lisa and use code Lisa to get 20% off your first three months and start to take control of your health right freaking now. Again, guys, that's tryviome.com slash Lisa. Now back to the episode. What up, my homie? First, I just want to actually thank you. Like from the bottom of my heart, sincerely, absolutely thank you for your support, your support for me, your support for the show, Women of Impact. Like you have no actual idea how much this really means to me when I had that original vision of what I wanted to do and no one was listening. So thank you. Thank you for being here and actually supporting other women along this journey. And I'm going to be honest, if you actually want to level up your confidence game, my homie, then check out Women of Impact's subscription channel. It's specifically designed to help you in every aspect that you're looking for. Now, here's what you get. You get new episodes delivered ad-free. You get exclusive access to listen to Women of Impact roundtable discussions, weekly motivation, previously unreleased episodes, and that's just the beginning. Subscriber only access to an additional four podcasts with hundreds of archived Women of Impact episodes meticulously, meticulously curated into theme playlists and updated weekly so that you get the dose that you need. So if you're looking to boost your confidence, then go and check out the Get Confidence playlist. If you want to repair, heal or start a relationship, then go check out Love Lab. And if you're wondering how you get your health back on track so that you can keep showing up to have the confidence that you're looking for, then go check out Health Hub. And of course, this wouldn't be complete without my weekly boost of mini motivations from moi. That's right. It will have you strutting down the street with your head held high, feeling like a freaking badass. And guess what the playlist is called? the badass boost of course so guys don't settle for mediocrity when you can absolutely be extraordinary so guys subscribe to women of impact channel today on apple Podcasts or supercast but no matter where you're listening guys whether it's apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music or any other platform make sure you're following so you don't miss out on other episodes and don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on this episode our incredible sponsors and upcoming events